This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. Brandon and I would like to dedicate this podcast to the late Evan Pittman. All right, guys, I'm here with Brandon Copeland, new linebacker of the New York Jets. Brandon, how's it going? Going great, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure. You're the first guest Average to Savage podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, hopefully, I won't run you out of business before you <laughs> even get started. But you know, <laughs> no, I don't think so. But now I'm excited to be on. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. So uh, let's just jump right into it. Like, let's tell the listeners a little about yourself. I'm Brandon Copeland, originally from Baltimore, Maryland. I uh, went to University of Pennsylvania, which is in Philly, not to be confused with Penn State. Mm-hmm. Um, you wouldn't believe how many times uh, people got so unexcited when. They heard that I went to Penn in college. You know, when I walk up to them as a college football player, it's, oh, you play football? Yeah. Oh, where you go? I go to Penn. Is it Penn State? <laughs> no, no, no. It's uh, UPenn, and then it just looks so deflated. And like, oh, okay, get out of here, man. Um, but yeah, I went to UPenn for college, uh, which is in Philly. And uh, now entering into year six, um, under year six in the NFL, undrafted out of Penn, played with the Baltimore Ravens my first year, second year, played two, what, practice ball with the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans my first year, two weeks practice squad with the Tennessee Titans my second year, then got cut, told I wasn't good enough, told I was a scrub, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just being, I'm joking, but uh, basically, that's the way I look at it, is fired and, and out of a job for the entire year, did this thing called the Vet Combine, um, and had an amazing day at the office, ran a 451, and went from having no offers uh, to get on teams in the NFL to having 16 offers uh, to get a chance back into the NFL. Um, the last three years, I've been with the Detroit Lions um, and just signed, what, almost two weeks ago or a week ago now um, with the New York Jets a week and a half ago. So um, it's for the new chapter. I'm excited to to uh, play in, in, in this New York City market for yeah. sure. Um, and just looking forward to, to the opportunity to get back out there on the field um, coming off of a pec injury last year. So I'm literally just foaming at the mouth, just been training and training and training some more, um, <laughs> trying to be the, the savage, you know. So yeah, definitely, can't wait. definitely. So, um, so you, your journey has been like kind of a little roller coaster there. So I was going to ask you. Sure. So one, what was it like? Was that like a dream come true to like play for the Ravens for that short time? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I always joke with people that. Playing with the Ravens was probably the closest I'll ever feel to being drafted. Um, just because playing for your hometown team, you get um, your friends, family, everyone, obviously what you're doing, where you're at, um, hitting you up for tickets, which is, you know, a, it's a blessing in the case. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. But also, they, they're also, you know, I don't, I'm not the guy that, you know, is going to make it seem like a negative. They also, hit you up and, and embrace the positive parts with you. So you make a play and the phone after a game or practice is blown up, you know. Um, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful thing to have. It's, it was beautiful to be able to share that. Um, 
time, especially being my first NFL team, the, you know, the team you grow up rooting for on Sundays to, to walk in the locker room and, and uh, see your jersey hanging in the locker, see that team's jersey hanging in the locker with your last name on the back and, and then not because of some customized jersey that you ordered offline or anything like that. You know, it was, it was truly special. Um, you know, and it, was, it was a great experience for me. Baltimore is a great place to um, start a career, mm-hmm. especially because, you know, in Baltimore, they're known for, for work ethic and, and work habits. And, and uh, you rather come into the NFL and, and work your tail off. And, I mean, st- I'm still working my tail off every single day. But the, the different work ethic and work habits that I saw around the room from the other guys, from the way we practice and everything like that, that's definitely carried with me um, throughout my my NFL journey thus far. So um, it, it was a blessing. Yeah, that's all, yeah, that must have been a crazy experience at first. Um, so the other thing I saw that when you were what, you were out of football and then you joined the Arena Football League and then you got back into NFL, so – how did that come about and like what could you get what advice would you give to like some players that are like struggling maybe going to arena football well, arena football or like the CFL or trying to get back into the NFL yeah um, for me I, I actually I signed up to play arena football with the Orlando Predators and I remember flew down and you know I, I don't think there's too many players who have grown up dreaming of playing arena football, you know, um, I think that, you know, and hopefully no one takes this offensively because maybe there is somebody who's growing up getting to play arena football, but, um, you know, but, but I think for me in my time, it was, you know, I wanted to play NFL, um, arena football, Canadian football, actually up for two years, arena football gave me a one year chance to get some film, get some tape and get one more chance at the NFL. I remember that January, I gave myself one full year to get back into the NFL, and if it wasn't meant to be, then it wouldn't happen, and I, I would move on with my life. Um, so I signed up to play with the Orlando Predators. I was down there literally for three days. The, the first day I flew down there, moved, checked into my hotel room, all of this type of stuff. I was waiting on an invite to the, the veteran combine that I got. Um, but I literally landed. I remember checking into the hotel, folding my clothes, putting them up in the drawers and everything, just getting ready to be there and go through a training camp with the players. And then an uh, email came through, and it was, a, hey, you've been accepted to participate in the vet combine. And I'm just like, wow, that's pretty funny how that happened. So um, immediately I talked to the GM, who was very understanding. Um, he understood what my big goal was. and I've been training my tail off for this and I know what I can do out there. I don't want to go through a training camp right before it. It was like two weeks out. I was like, I didn't want to go through a training camp right before it and bang the shoulder or bang the elbow or bang the knee. That slows me up from the numbers that I could put up at this combine. Um, So he understood. You know, I stuck around with the team for a few days and then, um, you know, went out to the the vet combine and, and the rest is, been quote-unquote history since then, but um, it, I guess the, the biggest, you know, I, I wasn't doing it long, so I'm not going to sit here and act like I know what it's like to be an arena football player, but 
down there meeting the guys and all that type of stuff was, you know, I'm, I'm here for my, my bigger goal and my bigger purpose. Um, you know, obviously it's fun to play football. It's, it's fun to still be in the sport competitively and stuff like that. But I know a lot of guys are down there and they're just there for their opportunity. Um, and, you know, my only advice is continue to, to, to do what you do. Um, don't give up on yourself, obviously, but but at the end of the day, it's making sure that you're willing to do what you need to do on the field to, like, stick out. Um, and that's one of the biggest things I tell young guys in the NFL as well. It's like, you know, especially young guys, the guys you try to make the team, you know, be the defensive lineman that, can, that jumps out there on scout team kickoff and try to time up the, the kickoff so that you're one of the first ones down the field. Why? You'll probably never be playing, you know, starting kickoff for the team. But if somebody's watching film, you in the front office was watching film, and they're looking and they see this big old D lineman, and he's like close to one of the first people down the field, or second or third, that sticks out. That's that's just one thing in their head and one positive check mark for you in, in their head. So um, the biggest thing is, you know, I think sometimes people go in and say, "Hey, I'm a wide receiver," or "I'm a." DN, I'm just going to play DN type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when to make it in the NFL, you have to stick out on paper. Um, and when you're coming from the quote-unquote bottom rungs, you have to do multiple things to be able to stick out on paper. So um, just to even get you that first shot. Then once you're there, then you got to perform every day. But the um, biggest thing I got to say is, you know, humble yourself and, and find ways to do Gotcha, gotcha. So going back to the that you went to Penn, um, do guys in the NFL like rag on you for going to the Ivy League? Do they like kind of like make fun of you? They'll be uh, contacting you for uh, financial advice and stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I see all your posts. I know. So, uh, so yeah, with the New York Jets now. uh, So, what are you looking to get into, like position-wise? Are you gonna Are you gonna be competing for like a starting job, backup job, special teams, all everything, anything? Like I said, I'm foaming at the mouth for opportunity. 
is, is failure in my book. So um, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, whatever I can do to help the team you know, is is where I'm looking forward to making an impact on the field. Um, God willing, that will be on Sundays, uh, you know, lining up an outside backer or, or, you know, also special teams and um, wherever I need to be and then just being a problem for So, uh, one, have you moved into somewhere around New York? And two, is it going to be exciting again to be playing closer to home? Yeah, man, that would be, that'd be exciting. It's actually funny. My uh, wife and I moved to New Jersey about a year and a half ago since uh, she works in the city. And she's from New Jersey. So, fortunately, um, you know, the way God works is, beautiful everything coming full circle this year is we you know not too far from the facilities at this point so um i'm already home i guess yeah, that, that's <laughs> so pretty lucky huh is a beautiful thing so yeah yeah it, it's so many layers to to how this thing worked out perfectly so um you know it just adds another layer level of excitement her family you know uh obviously going to detroit Week in and week out is uh, a lot different, more difficult than going 20, 40, 30, three hours up the road to, <laughs> to check out, you know, your, your son, son-in-law, brother, cousin, et cetera, nephew play a game. So I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm very excited at this point in my career. I'm a veteran um, and, and excited for, like I said, this new chapter. By the way, congrats on getting married this summer. I meant this past fall, I mean. Thank you. And uh, did did your wife grow up a Jets fan? No, no, actually. <laughs> um, that's a great question. I'm not even sure that's a very good question. I don't even know if my wife really watched football growing up, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, she was more of a, a basketball basketball gal, I guess. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. uh, but, yeah, no, she's a Jets fan now. I know that for sure. All right, so now now we'll get into some more uh, fun questions and semi non football. So, uh, so I know I know you're uh, I'd say in between with social media. I say you post like in the middle, like a solid amount. You're not like I know you're not against it. So I just wanted to hear your take on social media with the athletes and and now I mean it's pretty much everyone's tweeting and stuff politicians, everybody. Right, right. So I just want to hear your take on yeah, social think, media. Yeah, I, I think social media is great. Um, if, you, if you're not a slave to social media, you know, I think that's one thing. I'm, my biggest battle with it myself is, is social media can obviously enhance you. It can grow your following, grow your brand. Mm-hmm. It can put money in your pocket at times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another leg of free marketing. Exactly. But I think that it's also, you know, it, it, it kind of, there's also, there's a positive with social media, there's also the negative with social media, but there's a positive with everything, and there's a negative with everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, if 
finding that right balance, I think that, you know, sometimes the negatives of it are people being, quote unquote, slaves to social media, slaves to likes, slaves mentally to, you know, how many posts they need to do. You know, one of the things I'm, I always, I'm always thinking about trying to do more, but I just can't bring myself to doing certain things uh, for the camera and stuff, you know, like whether it's even as such something as simple as me working out today and, you know, adding it to my story and always pulling out my camera before set and all that type of stuff. <laughs> not, not, not that that's a knock on anybody that does it. Like, if, that's, if you can do it, that's great. But for me, in my comfort zone, I really can't. So, I, like I said, I think that social media is great. It has a lot of power um, sure. to, to connect people along with connecting fans to athletes. Yeah. Um, the biggest issue as well though is you know you just got to keep your mental in check because at the end of the day like i said it has some negatives and you if you, you get caught in a bad moment or impulsive yeah. uh impulsive moment you can also say the wrong thing and um like some like they say or the quote says you know it takes forever to build you know a legacy or a name and and you know it takes a, a second to totally Just like anything in life, I think everything has pros and cons to it. But, uh... For sure, what do you think? About social media? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love social media. If I didn't have uh, social media, then uh, PG Sports wouldn't be what PG Sports is today. And I wouldn't be talking to you right now, either. Very true. Very true. Yeah, so, I mean, mean, if you really think about it, it's kind of crazy that, uh... Like, before Twitter... No one, no one, no athletes were like on social media engaging with fans, and um, so I think it's a great thing for that. Wise, obviously, for like paparazzi and like people like kind of like ratting people out. Like the other day when the clip came out of like Odell getting like punched at the club. I don't know if it was really him or not. Still, but like that's just like it just sucks. Sucks for uh, oh, yeah, people that just can't, like, you guys can't go out and enjoy yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely different. I totally missed it. Well, I got punched at the club. Well, yeah, supposedly. It could have been some, it could have been some <laughs> other guy with blonde hair, and, uh, you know. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> he could, he could. So, yeah, so, and then another thing that I really like about you is the understanding of that there there's life after football and you're still like young and you can still do stuff. Like I know a lot of people have trouble with like transitioning from football to like regular life. So, and I know that you, I seen that you had the article where you were working on wall street and stuff. And obviously you're kind of different since you went to Ivy league. But I mean, obviously all these other players went to college too. Like why do you get it versus like some other people that just don't get it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a number of different things. Um, I think a lot of guys, a lot more guys, quote unquote, get it now. Um, I think I never tell people that it's wrong to not focus in on football because football 
is one of those things where if you do it right, you don't ever have to work another day in your life. You know, you, you have mm-hmm. the opportunity to make so much money in such a short span of time that if you do it right, you literally, and if you pour yourself into it the right way, um, I shouldn't say that, but if you if you capitalize on it and make the plays you can make, then you can, you know, really create a multi-million dollar industry brand name in, in the form of your personal wealth. Um, for me, what I what I always kind of think of is is at the end of the day, just because I'm doing stuff off the field, some people look at that as distracted. Some people look at that as like, and that's why I said I won't say the word pour myself into football because I'm clearly, you know, of the belief that I'm pouring myself into football as much as I can. But however, at the end of the day, like, like I've, I've worked out six, seven hours today. But mm-hmm. I still have a plenty of time to do something else. So instead of me, you know, sleeping the rest of the day or playing a video game, which is nothing against video games, there's times where I get in my Madden streets and I'm playing guys Madden and stuff like that. But um, but at the end of the day, I also know that there's other things that I can be doing that can that interest me. You know, it's yeah. just general interests, hobbies. It's also stuff that like. I know if we, God forbid, football was over for me tomorrow, I, I'll be bored as hell the rest of my life if I didn't have nothing else to do, you know? Yeah, so sure. it's what can I use, how can I use this platform now to set up the life that I want for myself and my family get the, for the rest of their lives, you know, for our lives together type of thing, you know? For sure. Um, and that's, that's, I guess, the difference. Sorry, you about to say something? No, I was just going to say, uh, um, better watch out hating on the gamers now, because uh, I don't know if you've seen that guy Ninja, he's making like a half a million a month now. On Twitch? Yeah, I mean, and that's, trust me, I mean, that's, <laughs> the esports industry, all that type of stuff is, is growing like crazy. You see a bunch of players jumping on there now, and, and uh, you know, it's it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing, don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's funny, because obviously... Yeah, you know, that's, that's his interest, that's his life, and, and that's great. Um, I just, you know, my biggest thing is I'm just always trying to... I've always been interested in entrepreneurship. Yep. I've always been interested in owning my own. So while I have this platform, while I can, quote-unquote, do a bit of trial and error without necessarily feeling it as, quote-unquote, hard in the pocket, um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do that. And, and you know, for...
special, right? Um, sure. So that's that's one thing, and one of the biggest lessons, you know, and, and slices of humble pie that we've had this year. But the beauty is, God has blessed us with a, a, a primary income, and we're trying to do this and build this this thing off the field for secondary income. Um, so it's a lot easier to to for us to manage and maneuver stuff while we're not financially dependent on this to work you know like i have houses that are under contract now and it's like you know I, or houses and two that are on the market now like yeah. at the end of the day it's like if that was all my money was tied up into it then it's a totally different story versus you know and, and i'm really biting my nails wanted to sell me i, I wanted to sell and i'm biting my nails just because i'm a competitor and i love it you know, I love what I do, mm-hmm. and I love the different hats that I wear, but at the end of the day, if all of my savings and, and you know, we couldn't pay our bills until these things were sold, you know, my conversations with my realtors, contractors, everyone would be a lot different. I'd be, I'd be operating from a place of stress rather than a place of, of learning, understanding, mixed with a little bit of stress, you know? Sure. Um, and so, you know, I know you kind of didn't really ask for all of that, but just kind of Drop, drop a little knowledge, a little well, savage well, I knowledge. Might, I, might get, uh, I've over the past. I might have a little third thing for you. You could start a little uh, vlog of you and your wife flipping houses and stuff. Right, hey, hey. <laughs> vlog reality show. HGTV. You might yeah, need to get yeah. on there. You <laughs> might need not? to get us on HG. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, why not? Um, so, another, I got a random question for you, and then I got one, well, I got two more last ones, and then we're done. So, how do you feel about uh, what LeVar Ball and Big Baller brand are doing? Awesome. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. I don't do I like LeVar Ball's personality. Not really. Not I'm, I'm really talking more about like them uh, creating the brand and stuff like that. But yeah. No, yeah, I know you're No, talking. exactly. Yeah. That's, when, I, when I think of people, it's like the Floyd Mayweather effect. Like, do you necessarily, are you in love with Floyd Mayweather personality? Some people are. But I think it's also a marketing, it's a sell, it's mm-hmm. a, you know, it's a gimmick. Sure. Um, similar with LeVar Ball, you know, I don't think he believes half the stuff he's saying, and even <laughs> if he does, good for him, you know. Um, at the end of the day, I respect uh, the hustle. I respect the entrepreneurship, the empire building, and there's, for me, I'm always trying to learn from people, so there's, I'm sure there's plenty of lessons I can take from him and how he's doing it. Mm-hmm. It might not be how I would actually do it, but it's still a lesson. Whether I, you know, when you look at something, like I was talking to my brother the other day, you know, whether there's certain things that I've done in my life and I've just done them just to quote unquote figure out whether I didn't ever want to do them again or not. You know, I'm talking about yeah. internships and jobs and all of that type of stuff. There's certain things that you do just to kind of cross off your list, and that's the quote unquote lessons that I'm talking about. You know. Um, and so I, I, I completely respect it. Um, I, I'm always looking at guys. I haven't looked at LeVar Ball interviews at all, but I watch a lot of people's interviews and stuff and just kind of see how they think. Jay-Z, Kevin Hart, Warren Buffett, you know, guys just from all different walks of life and, and stuff. And, and I really take a liking to and respect people who are just out here. Out here hustling, you know, and, and it doesn't matter what what level you're hustling at, but yeah. um, out here just just trying to put it together and and, and create something special. Um, and and really, the one thing I do value and like about him 
um, is the fact that he's not putting limitations on himself. Uh, you know, one when we grow up, we get older, we get more cynical, we get more, oh, you know, that's far-fetched. Oh, I can't really do this. Or, oh, you know, we, we lose that Disney-like imagination. Yeah. Um, but if we keep that, we can, we'd be pretty surprised about how much we actually are able to accomplish. Um, a lot of people kind of kill their own dreams in their own heads before they even, like, get a chance to fill them out a bit just because they kind of talk themselves out of it. So I really respect the fact uh, of what he's trying to do and he, of, of what he is trying to do yeah. and accomplish. So, you know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I in my head, I gave him uh, Marketing Man of the Year 2017. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. He definitely deserves that. Yeah, and I see, uh, like, I really like it, obviously, because I started PG Sports and stuff, so I kind of see similar to, like, what I did. But obviously, they're on a whole other scale of, obviously, three boys and potentially to be in the NBA. So, anyways, um, my last question was, or no, actually, so while you're talking about LeVar, I forgot that I actually made, you know how he was on the practice squad for the Jets, right? So so he was so I made a shirt in the New York Jets font that just says New York so I don't get copyright you know so it just says New York right but the 99 with the right. with the ball on the back so I'm going to have to send you one of those maybe to rock at the first day of camp <laughs> Yeah I think that would be actually really funny and if someone like I'm obviously I think he would still be in the spotlight in a couple months so I think people will still get it. <laughs> right, right. For sure. That's, that's funny. I appreciate that. There <laughs> yeah. you go. So I, pull, I, just, I just put it, I just put two and two together because I, I have it on my store and stuff and everything. But anyways, so yeah, I just want to like wrap things up. Want to know if you want to shout out anybody and good luck on the season. Yeah, no, nah, man. Thank you so much. Uh, obviously, uh, not too big on shout outs, but shout out to God and, uh, <laughs> my my wife, my family. Uh, at Deco Fifty One is my Instagram. Yeah. If you want to follow all that type of stuff, but uh, but no, I appreciate you having me on. Obviously, honored to be the, the first uh, episode. And, uh, good luck, good luck with the podcast. Good luck in your own own future and, and and all that type of stuff. But obviously, we're gonna be in touch. So yeah, thanks for, for sure. having me on, bro. And I want to shout out Woody for putting this together. <laughs> <laughs> 